We all have hobbies, pastimes, habits, ranging from a wide variety of levels. Some people enjoy woodworking, others birdwatching, others still compete weekly with their local adult bowling team, or alternatively, do literally anything else. For some, they simply use their hobbies to pass the time. For others, it can become an addiction that can harm or even ruin their normal lives. However, it is a little more uncommon to find someone who has literally been killed by their interest, especially an interest as mundane as the hobby of our subject today. From Non-Professional Radio, I'm Jonathan Whitmail, and this is Elephant in the Room. Asaph O. Ruby was a 24-year-old bachelor who, according to his neighbors, was no one out of the ordinary. But yeah, you know, he was a pretty assuming kid. You know, just stayed himself, living his life. Well, we didn't talk much, but when I saw him in the hall, you know, we'd smile and you'd wave. I never really knew his name, I'll be honest. I didn't even know he lived in that apartment. Now. As his landlord, I know that sounds bad, but... He spent most of his time working at a local antique shop. He was never in any kind of trouble. He was never too loud. Always very polite. He just had one little quirk. The elephants? Oh yeah, the elephants. Oh. You see, Asaph was a collector of sorts, of ceramic elephants, to the point of obsession. I mean, in my time, I've met my fair share of the hoarding types. But that boy, on a whole nother level. Anytime I saw him in the hall, he was always carrying a burlap sack over his shoulder, sort of like Santa Claus, and it was just filled with ceramic elephants. Always. And he was never taking them out of his apartment. No. He was always just bringing them in by the, the shoulder load. That's the reason we never talked much. Just the sound of those elephants clanging and jiggling in the bag was so loud, just pierced the ears, we wouldn't have been able to hear each other. <laughs> then he'd dump them out right there in the middle of the floor of his apartment, and then head back out again. I tried to have a conversation with him then, but he'd always say, Can't right now, sorry, I've got a rush to go pick up more alleys. And that's exactly what he did, every time. Normally I just assumed that he was fascinated in the artistry of the craft or that it was a coping mechanism for his guilt of accidentally killing his class pet guinea pig when he was a kid by constantly feeding it obscene amounts of cottage cheese. You know, the usual stuff. But the level of obsession he had was from a desire I cannot know, and frankly, that I fear. Though, we still wanted a window into that kind of life. Hello? Oh, uh, yes! Please, come in. You're, uh, we were able to get in contact with Robert Willis, Asaph's flatmate, who still lives in the apartment that they used to share. Alright, well, there we go. Uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. We waded through about three to four feet of ceramic elephants to the dining room table. Next to us was a beautiful, picturesque view of the city's skyline that would leave you speechless. 
Or at least that's what I was told would have been there if there hadn't been an especially tall pile of elephants blocking out the sun. So I have to say, the, the first thing that I noticed about your place as I came in was just the sheer amount of elephants and... Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Do you have a rough estimate about how many elephants there are in here? Three million four hundred and fifty-four thousand six hundred and thirteen elephants. Exactly. Uh, including the shattered ones. Yeah, he kept a, a log in the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah, it's it's the only room uh, here that isn't just covered floor to ceiling with his elephants. He he saw an opportunity with the porcelain toilet and decided to do some uh, altercations, but uh. Other than that, the the bathroom is, is totally elephant-free. Does it bother you having so many elephants in your home? Well, when I first moved in with Asaph, it, it did a bit. Uh, obviously, they were inconvenient to move around in. I had to order these special shoes to make sure I didn't get shanked in the foot by some stray Ellie shard. Uh, I had to get rid of some of my stuff just because he always needed more and more room. So... You know, <laughs> there went the sound system, the futon, the service dog. Um, couldn't really have friends over, because I only had one pair of my special platform heels. We can't really share them either, so, you know. Even if they happened to have their own platforms, we didn't really have anywhere to sit. I mean, you know, sold the futon, dog. So we'd just be kind of staring awkwardly, looking at elephants. You know, now that I'm saying it out loud again, I'm realizing that it did suck quite a bit. But y you get you get used to it. Eventually, you just wake up one day in a bed of elephants under your warm sheets, which are also elephants. But you wake up and you, you think to yourself, wow, I'm so lucky to be alive and to have a place to live and, and a, a roof over my head that, that stays is one of the few things in my life that hasn't been replaced by ceramic elephants yet. And you just kind of realize how much you have to be thankful for. As Robert and I continued to talk, we kept coming back to the porcelain pachyderms that we found ourselves surrounded by. And despite trying our hardest to center ourselves back onto the topic I had originally come to talk about, we eventually found ourselves looking through some of the collection that happened to be within arm's reach. I'm noticing that a lot of them are quite unique looking. Oh, yeah, sure, there's all kinds of Ellie's up here. This one has comically big ears, that's, that's nice. Uh, we got loads I can see that are dressed up for various kinds of occupations, which is a necessity for any kind of weird, unnerving porcelain figurine collection of any kind. Well, I mean, absolutely. You got your firefighters, your doctors, and right over there, there's an elephant dressed like a pneumatic device and a machine optimizer. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, there he is. Clear as day. Uh, that one next to it, I, well, I, I can't exactly tell what it's dressed as. It actually looks more like a, a weird frog than an elephant. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, uh, look at this one I just found. It has like a little lion attached to it, and, and the two are playing together. The lion's stretching up the side of the elephant. Uh, actually, that, that one, the, the tiger is uh, it eating the elephant. Uh, oh, so it is. Um, he's, he's actually clawing and biting the elephant and mauling him. It's it's a bit more of a graphic one, yeah. yeah. 
so did Asaph actually like elephants? I had assumed that he had, but this one... I honestly have no idea. I mean, you know, I, I did my thing and he did his. I never really pushed the subject as to why exactly he was collecting all of these. I, I tried to get him to do something productive with them, you know, maybe start like a YouTube channel to show off his collection. I'm sure there's a market for that. Did he start one? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't really, uh, how do I say this? Good? Um, see, most of his videos, he just would take one or two of the elephants and just kind of hold them in his hands and breathe heavily into the mic. His videos were usually around two, two and a half hours in length. He ended up getting a modest following of viewers, but they weren't necessarily the type of audience you would normally want or that you would think exist. But hey, you find out something new every day on the internet. You said that he worked at an antique shop, so maybe he got his start collecting there. Well, that's not entirely accurate. That's more the half-truth. Technically, he, he didn't work at the shop, per se. It was more so that he, he did his work right next to the antique shop. Okay, so what kind of work did he do then? Uh, he goes and, and uh, begs. On the street corner, usually the old lady who runs the shop chases him off, or I guess one of the old ladies, now that Miss Matilda's there now too. So that's how he raises money to buy elephants, and I'm assuming pays for his part of the rent as well, right? Oh, no. I mean, he's he's quite well off. I, I don't know where he got his money or how he ever made it, but m money wasn't ever an issue for him. So why would he go begging then? Um, well, he wasn't begging for money. He, he was trying to get people to buy him more elephants. He actually wouldn't accept money or anything, only, like, elephants. But he did this right outside of an antique shop. Right. So, so why didn't he just go in and buy them himself? Oh, they, um, they won't let him. They, they won't let him in anymore. No one will. He bought so many elephants from every single antique store in town that none of them will let him into their stores. They think he has an unhealthy obsession. I can see where they're coming from. Eh, sure, but the people who donate, they, they don't know any better. They just see a, a sweet man holding out a burlap sack and saying, like, Please, please, ma'am, I only need a, a few more, just a few more ceramic elephants. And sure enough, they'd go in and buy out all the elephants in the store for him, so. Eventually, we were able to get back to the topic I had originally come to talk to Robert about. And, and so, we would love for you to share what happened from your perspective, if you feel comfortable to. <sighs> yeah. Sure, sure. I had just gotten home from work, so it was about 5.37. As I put on my platform heels to, to, to come in, I noticed that it was unusually quiet. Normally I can hear the sounds of elephants shifting from down the hall, but th there wasn't anything. I, I saw Asaph's burlap sack by the door, and, and he never leaves home without it, so I knew he was there. Robert tried to call out for Asaph but he didn't get any kind of response. He had already had a long day and didn't want to deal with any kind of shenanigans. Tried to pull a trick to get Asaph's attention, 
He grabbed a nearby elephant and shouted out that he was going to break it. I know it's petty, but it works. He, he usually rushes out of wherever he's hiding, yelling, No, not that one! I only have 147 spares of that one! But this time, I, I didn't get any response at all, so I knew something wasn't right. That's when Robert noticed that the elephant dressed like Mitt Romney that he had just thrown across the room wasn't the only shattered pachyderm. All across the floor were broken trunks, chipped ears, and all kinds of ceramic shards. There was one pile of broken pieces that was abnormally lumped. Usually the elephants are, are fairly leveled. Sometimes they look like waves too, but then there was just this big hump that wasn't very noticeable at first, but once I noticed it, it was the only thing I could notice. I thought, oh no. No, the elephants have finally overtaken him. Robert slowly waded his way to the heap and started to remove layers of elephants with desperate hope that he would find nothing. Unfortunately, just as he feared, there he found the body of his now deceased roommate. Asaph was dead. There were now many questions that became somehow more concerning than why Asaph had collected so many elephants in the first place. How did Asaph die? Who had killed him? And why did they do it? Immediately, investigations began to take place. But the reality that Asaph was truly gone is something his friends and family are still having to process. It, it's hard to believe he's really gone. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna miss him a lot. But hey, it's not all bad. I gotta look on the bright side as much as I can. Now I can retire early. I can start selling the elephants bit by bit to his YouTuber fan base who offer concerningly high bids for them. I don't know why they want them, nor do I want to know, but I don't ask questions. And there we go. I can knock out two birds with one stone. As I slowly de-elephant the place, I'll be able to slowly get some of the stuff I had. First will be Buster, my service dog, then the futon, or really any piece of furniture that's not just a dining room table. E even a couple of stools or folding chairs, that'd be nice. More than anything, though, Robert wanted justice. Before we could answer who had killed Asaph O'Ruby, though, we needed to know something else. How did Asaph even die? More next time on Elephant in the Room.